Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Well, welcome to all of you who've joined across Australia. We are so glad that you've joined us, whether you've pressed pause on the Boxing Day test or if you're still crashed out on the couch after Christmas dinner. I'm so glad that you joined us for the last Sunday of 2021. My name's Prashan. My wife and I, we lead our young adults here at Elevation Hills. And before we get into it, I just want to take a moment to honor our lead pastors, pastors Ross and Kathy, for giving me space to bring a word uh, in, in such an interesting year. Because, you know, 2021 was an interesting year for many of us. Uh, I don't know about you, but to be totally honest, I can't remember too much of what actually happened. Like, I, I can't remember what life looked like before this global pandemic I can't really remember what I used to do before lockdown. I can't even remember what I used to be, who I used to be before lockdown. But what I have started realizing is that during lockdown, I was forced to look at who I was becoming. You know, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Where it took a global pandemic to stop the world and allow us to take a step away from the busyness of life. You know, in my case, stepping away from a life that was really full at the time, I was actually able to start seeing that maybe my life may have looked great from the outside, but there were things and aspects in my life that were actually dying or had been already dead or dead for a, a couple of years, maybe. You know, I remember a few, few years ago, my wife and I, we rented an amazing um, townhouse across the road from where we kind of live now. And I remember the landlords giving us some really strict instructions. They said, please can you please take care of the lawns? Now, these guys had put a lot of money in. I feel like the rent we were paying was not paying uh, the, the house off in any sense. It was paying the lawn off because they had a full irrigation system. They had pristine buffalo lawn. They even had the hedges trimmed perfectly. Like there was not a leave out of place. And I remember feeling this sense of responsibility. You know, with great power comes great responsibility, right? And I remember going out to Bunnings and, and gearing up and getting some gloves and getting a push mower. Look, if you've used a push mower before, let us know in the chat because I might start a support group for all of us who are now suffering from uh, PTSD from using those. But the lawn wasn't big. It was probably about four by two. And I remember just thinking, look, I'm going to use this push mower on this lawn. It's going to give me some exercise, but also I'm going to take care of this lawn just like they'd asked. And I remember my wife and I going away for Christmas for about two to three weeks. It was a really wet summer, much like the one we're going through right now. And coming back to this lawn, which had grown to almost, you know, almost knee height uh, because of the amount of rain that we had. And I remember thinking, I am so excited to cut this and almost reap the rewards of my neglect. Now, as I got the push mower out, you know, got, you know, did my stretches because it's a hard job. As I started cutting the grass, my heart sunk because as I started cutting that grass, I started seeing that even though the top of the lawn was green and lush and long, what actually lay underneath was dead. It was brown, the roots had died, and it turns out that the length of the, of the grass and, and how full the lawn had become had actually stopped the sunlight from entering into the roots and any more water enter, entering the roots, and it actually started killing the grass from the inside out. And I think, you know, prior to the pandemic and lockdown, I think many of us can agree that, hey, maybe our life was like that lawn. Like they looked great on the outside, you know, maybe we may have looked successful, but there were parts inside of us that were starved 
of being maybe light or water or even attention. Everything looked great on the inside until it felt like a lawnmower of the last 18 months and the global pandemic started cutting away the success in our life to really reveal what was inside, what was underneath all that goodness. Looking back in hindsight, I actually think that maybe these last 18 months didn't cause the death of things in our life. Maybe they just revealed what was already dying. You know, the closure of the church building on a Sunday maybe just revealed the state of our faith. You know, the inability to to connect with friends and family on a constant basis maybe just revealed our priorities in our relationships. And, you know, the loss of routine or regularity in our life maybe really revealed the state of our trust in God. You know, there's a scripture where where God takes Ezekiel, who's an Old Testament prophet, out to a valley to reveal a very similar image to the people of God at that time. We actually see the Spirit of God lead Ezekiel out to the middle of a valley full of bones. You might notice that we are actually in a graveyard right now, and I wanted to paint this picture for you today. And we see that these bones have been here for a very long time. So long, in fact, the Bible says that they were very dry. Now think of that time where, you know, it's 2 a.m., you wake up, you just need some water. It feels like you've eaten a, a, you know, a handful of sand in your dreams and you're just so thirsty, your mouth is so dry. I want you to think of that time because it's important to note how long these bones have been here and how dry they are because God actually asks Ezekiel a question that many of us would struggle to answer. We'll pick it up in Ezekiel 37.3. And God says to Ezekiel, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Now, Ezekiel had obviously had some media training in political correctness or, you know, some sort of training because if it was you or, you or me, if we were asked that exact same question, we would struggle to, to answer that. We would try and explain things to God. We would say, God, you know, I've never seen, like I'm in a graveyard right now. If you were to ask me that question, I don't think that's possible. Or we often provide alternatives. We say, actually, God, you know, I've seen this Instagram filter that makes it look like bones come to life on my body. So maybe that's possible, but I'm not sure about it in reality. But then God really tests Ezekiel. And in verse four, he says, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will, cause, I, will, I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And again, you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So this message today is called the great renewal because in the age of the great depression and the great resignation is what they're calling it now. I wanted to remind you as Jesus followers that renewal comes after exhaustion. And, you know, whether it's the greatest depression or the greatest resignation, whether you've been walking through a valley or whether you've been walking through a wilderness over the last 18 months, I want to encourage you that our God is a God of the greatest renewal. And I want to encourage you that renewal is a promise that's anchored in the words of God. You know, there may be places in our lives that lockdown may have revealed to us as dying or dead or even have been dead for a long period of time. And 
as humans, it's logical for us to write something off that has been dead for a long period of time. You know, my wife has finally accepted that there's one person in the family who can take care of indoor plants and it's not her. (laughs) I have almost been gifted supernaturally by God to restore, revive, and take care of these indoor plants. Now, don't get me wrong. My wife is a great gardener. She's planted vegetables. She takes care of our flowers. But when it comes to indoor plants, uh, there's just something that I have the knack. uh, Look, to be honest, I don't know what it is. Uh, It could be me kind of playing music to them every day. Uh, It could be the amount of water that I actually give them. Or it could be the fact that I might say uh, good morning on, on some good days when I'm feeling really happy. So I can't take all the credit because I'm actually not sure what's happening. And when it comes to personal renewal, I think God doesn't expect you to know how it's going to happen. He just needs you to believe that he can make it happen. And God is calling forth the people who can believe in his power for personal renewal. He's calling forth men and women who are willing to be renewed and set apart for his glory who are willing to live a life that's holy, that's set apart from the world, and who are willing to obey the words of God, even when it doesn't feel good. See, it was Ezekiel's obedience to God's words that prompted God's renewal. We see in verse 7 that he prophesies because he was asked to. In verse 7, it says, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, There was a sound and behold, a rattling and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked and behold, there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. So my first point today is personal renewal starts with obedience to the word of God. God cares more about who you're becoming than what you'll ever do for him. He knows that his word reforms, remolds and reshapes you to see things like he does, to do things like he does and to feel things like he does. And you know, since the fall of man in Genesis 3, our God has been on a mission to bring renewal and restoration to this world. And that includes you and I. And I feel that this picture of the bones coming together, bone to bone, flesh and skin covering them is one that's prophetic for our church today. I think that true obedience to the word of God will be foundational in who we become as believers of him. You know, Jesus says in the book of John, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. What that means to me is that if we love him, we will do what he's told us to do. Like Jesus is saying that there's a true sign of love And it's being able to follow his teachings. Like if we were to take a measure of success on a Jesus follower's uh, spirit, we would see a marked difference in the way that they obeyed his commandments. But how often do we think that there's just something deep within us that knows better than God? How often do we think, look, I can do a better job than God can? And, And sometimes we think that the word of God is only a suggestion on how to live life. And we end up taking our pick as to what things work for us and what things we allow. And we actually disregard a lot of the things that might need, uh, make us need to change our lifestyle. Like even society is constantly telling us that there are other ways apart from Jesus to find freedom and rest and love. 
But the truth is that while these ways may feel right, they will never lead to love. While these ways may feel right, they will never lead to life. So my second point is this. God's word starts renewal, but God's spirit brings life. And as we read, Ezekiel took a huge step of obedience to the word of God by declaring the words of God to the bones. And the impossible starts happening. The bones become bodies. The broken become whole. However, it's interesting to see that the renewal of the bodies did not mean the revival of those same bodies. Like, I wonder how many of us have lived through 2021 as the walking dead. You know, just getting through the motions as a body without a purpose because of the year that we've just had. It's, you know, being a follower of Jesus without the Spirit of God, we can be compared to a lifeless body. The book of Revelation talks about a lifeless church where John writes in Revelation 3, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. That's, that's just a kick in the face, isn't it? Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. And what this tells me is that we can be saved, yet still live a life that's stagnant. We could live a, sinful, a sinless life and still live a life that's fruitless. You know, a pastor in America, Rich Volotis, he says it like this, we can be deeply committed to being a Christian, but not be deeply formed by Christ. I'm just going to repeat that because that one might have struck a nerve. We can be deeply committed to being a Christian, but not be deeply formed by Christ. You know, the Holy Spirit is the catalyst who activates the information that we know about God so that there can be a transformation towards becoming like Him. Because it's not enough just knowing of God when we are called to become more like Him. We are called to be more alive in Christ and live with life. And we see God commanding Ezekiel to do exactly that. He says, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So Ezekiel prophesies as he was commanded, and the breath comes into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And my third and final point as we come to an end is this. Personal reformation comes before corporate transformation. Now, you may have not heard this term reformation and, and you may have and, and instantly you think of 16th century England with Martin Luther and the historical divide he created between the Church of England and the Roman Catholic Church. And you know, this reformation hinged on the idea of a, a call to purify the church. It hinged on this idea that a belief that the Bible, not tradition, should be the sole source of spiritual authority. And, you know, in an age where it feels like everyone has an opinion, what a powerful reminder to recenter our lives on the Word of God. And I believe, like, just like Martin Luther in the 16th century, the reformation of our own personal spiritual life should be a call to prioritize the Word of God, but not just to read it, but to obey it. And then also to add the complete dependence on His Spirit to bring life and transformation. Like, can you just imagine if we all chose this reformation for our lives? 
Every moment that we would gather together, whether it's in life groups in the week or Sunday services, the coming together of our individually renewed lives would create a corporate people of God who could stand strong as the redeemed body of Christ. Because God is interested in renewing the bones of people. He's also interested in in, in reviving with breath of life, but He's also interested in redeeming the body of Christ, which is you and I. He says it Himself in verse 13. He says, And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. That's us. That's a community. And He says, And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it, declares the Lord. You know, this picture of the house of Israel being renewed and redeemed is one that we can draw from, meaning today as the church, that's you and I, can actually see that each individual that's been renewed, revived and ready can actually step into this calling as God's redeemed people. You know, Ezekiel prophesied to the bones and he saw renewal. He then prophesied to the breath and he saw revival. And finally, he prophesied to the body of Christ, the army that's standing there, that's made whole and that's raised to life with the promise of the revelation of who God truly was and who he is to you and I today. The renewal and revival of our lives is not so that we can have a better life. It's not so that we can even be free from our baggage. Of course, all these things come with that. But it's actually so that we can collectively know that He is God. So as we close 2021 and move into this new season of 2022, let's be a people that doesn't live according to the world's standards, but instead we live according to God's. God is calling a people who will stand on His Word, a people who will walk with His Spirit and a people who become a movement who focuses solely on Him as the source of renewal, life, and power. Come on, let's pray. Father, I thank You that You've got us to the end of this incredibly amazing year. You know the hardships we've come through. You know how this year has really changed and shaped us to to depend more on You. And Father, I thank You that You've brought us this far. And as we look to the future, as we look to 2022, God, I pray for just a a spiritual awakening in each believer's life. If you're watching this, God, I pray that you just work in, in each person who's watching this life so that the Spirit of God can draw them closer to you. I pray for a a renewal of our bodies, a renewal of our minds, a renewal of our spirits. And I pray for your spirit's life that gives life and gives life to the fullest. And God, I just pray that as as you build each of us, you also build your church, the body of Christ that's constantly being redeemed in Jesus' name. Now, if you're still with us and you haven't had this relationship or heard about a relationship with Jesus, uh, I just want to let you know that The relationship with Jesus is the best renewal that you will ever make in your life. You know, we were all born into sin. We were all born apart from God. And He sends His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us so that we can renew that relationship with Him. And I want to give you an opportunity to make that decision uh, as you step into a new year. This might be you thinking, look, this is my last chance right now. And I just want to say this is a sign from God where He's calling you back to Him right now. And if that's you, 
I want you to hit that button on your screen that's just popped up. Uh, but more importantly, I want you to tell someone about this. You can chat to our team that's live right now, or you can fill in a red card that's also going to pop up right now. Um, but Father, I just pray for anyone making that decision right now, that God, you surround them with the right people to help them on this journey. In Jesus' name, amen.